God is good, isn't he? Thank you, Pastor Nichols. Uh, I count it an honor and a privilege that I can be here. Happy birthday to the First Lady. Where are you at, Lady? All right. I count it an honor that I can speak today. This year has been a very busy year for me. And uh, I've preached almost every night of the year. My wife asked me if I could take off a few days for Christmas, so uh, on the 16th, I'm going to stop and wait till January the 5th to start back. But I intend to see God do things, and I believe that He is able to do things. The greatest honor that any of us could have today is to hear the word of God and let it become a part of us. So in Genesis 37 and 20, Genesis 37 and 20, come now therefore and let us slay him and cast him into some pit and we will say, some evil beast has devoured him, and we shall see what will become of his dreams. I want to speak to you today on the subject, don't kill the dreamer. Don't kill the dreamer. You can be seated, Genesis 37 and 2. These are the generations of Jacob. Joseph, being 17 years old, was feeding the flock with his brethren, and the lad was with the sons of Belial and with the sons of Zelfath, his father's wives, and Joseph brought unto his father their evil report. Now Israel loved Joseph more than all his brethren because he was the son of his old age and he made him a coat of many colors. And when his brethren saw that his father loved him more than all his brethren, they hated him and could not speak peaceably unto them. And Joseph dreamed a dream. And it was told his brothers, and they hated him yet the more. And he said unto them, Here, I pray you, this dream which I have dreamed. For behold, we were binding sheaves in the field, and lo, my sheaf arose and also stood upright. And behold, your sheaves stood round about and made obeisance unto my sheaf. And his brother said unto him, Shall thou indeed reign over us? Or shall thou indeed have dominion over us? And they hated him yet the more for his dreams and for his words. And he dreamed yet another dream. And he told it his brothers and said, Behold, 
I have dreamed a dream more, and behold, the sun and the moon and the eleven stars made obeisance to me. And they said one to another, Behold, the dreamer cometh. This is verse 19. And they said, We'll kill him. And we'll see if all of these stories that he's telling us will come to pass. You may think that uh, it can't get much better. We have reached a level and uh, there's going to be a decline, and, but uh, I, I will go far enough to say that this is not even a third of what God's going to do in the near future. <laughs> I would not be surprised to hear that uh, 2,000 received the baptism of the Holy Ghost. <laughs> I'll repeat that. I would not be surprised to hear that 2,000 had received the baptism of the Holy Ghost. Y'all looking at me, but God is able to go beyond the ordinary. Oh, Lord. This man is a dreamer, and he believes that, that God's going to do great and mighty things. Uh, David dreamed of building a temple. Martin Luther says, I have a dream. God's dream to save the world uh, with a boat through Noe seemed to fail. So he said, I'll tell you what I'll do. I'll go down and I'll robe myself in flesh and I'll walk among them. And even then they said, let's kill the dreamer. He thinks great things is going to happen. And so for three and a half years he preached and then they killed him. And they thought they had done the world a service, but his death was only the beginning of what God was going to do. Hallelujah. And he spoke of things that were not as though they were. Jesus says, this gospel shall be preached to all nations, beginning at Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria, and to the uttermost parts of the world. If we could understand what God is about to do. Oh, hallelujah. You're going to have to give up your seat. I say, you're going to have to give up your seat. If you can't stand for a long period of time, um, maybe you can sit in the floor because the visitors is going to take precedence over what God's going to do. Hallelujah. <laughs> Actually, what I can see right now and this seems like uh, this is a step behind where we are right now. But I see chairs all the way up to this altar. And chairs down the aisle. 
and chairs on the platform and people sitting on the steps and sitting on the railing because there's nowhere to sit and they're standing around the walls. Oh, hallelujah. Because God's getting us ready. Oh, don't kill the dreamer. Hallelujah. I say, don't kill the dreamer. And, and, and Joseph dreamed another dream. And the Bible says, and they hated him yet the more. And yet he dreamed another dream. And they even hated him worse than that. And finally they said, I'll tell you what we'll do. We'll put him in this pit and we'll kill him and we'll tell his daddy that uh, some wild beast took him. And so they put him in the pit and one of the brothers says, don't kill him. Let's just sell him. Sell him into slavery. He'll die like that. But we won't be responsible for taking his life. <coughs> and so a band of Egyptians come by and and they sold him for 30 pieces of silver and said, well, he's gone now. And they took his coat, that pride coat that uh, his daddy had given him uh, because of the fact that he loved him so much and dipped it in the blood of a lamb and, and took it to the dad and says, we found this. This is all that's left of your son. My Lord. For 20 years, that father took that coat and put it under a rug, and in the morning when he'd get up, he'd roll that rug back and look at that coat. And he said, my son, my son, had you lived, what would we be doing right now? Not even knowing that he was miles away preparing for what he was going to do. Oh, hallelujah. You know, God don't make mistakes. And uh, I, I see some empty seats, but then uh, I, I close my eyes and open them, and I don't see empty seats. <laughs> one, one night I, I was in service with my wife, and uh, everybody was sitting on the front seat, and all the seats behind them was all empty. And I said, God, we need help around here. There's only about 13 in this service tonight, and I, I, I don't know what we're going to do. I see my wife and my, my family, and, and then I see all these empty seats, and I close my eyes, and I said, God, help me. And I opened my eyes, and every place where there was a place to sit down, there was angels of the Lord standing and they were standing with drawn swords. And the hair on the back of my neck stood up because all of a sudden God was showing me it's not as empty as it might seem because this is what I'm going to do. I'm going to fill it with angelic power. Hallelujah. You may think you have killed the possibilities, but what God's going to do will defy all the imaginations of everything that you imagined that God could do. Hallelujah. You that have struggled for so long, all of a sudden because of your involvement, God's going to multiply your income. 
He's going to multiply your blessings. There's going to be food on the table, and there's going to be money in your pocket. Hallelujah. And everywhere you go, there's someone going to say, I wish I had what that man's got. Oh, if I had, if I had what he's got, my, I could tackle this world. Well, we can do it today. Oh, my Lord, how mercy. Don't try to take this away from me or from pastor because we believe it with all of our heart. Oh, Lord, have mercy. I, 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 I see uh, an auditorium that seats a 1,000, and y'all are going to say, why did we build so small? And then I see an auditorium that seats 5,000, and we don't have seats to sit in because uh, they're so, oh, God, help us right now. And, and, and you want to say it'll never happen? We'll move on because you're standing in the way of what God's going to do. Hallelujah. That man rocked on the fourth seat with a blue shirt on. Hey, sir, you with the blue shirt on? Or you, you keep looking around. It's you I'm talking to. Oh, hallelujah. You've had good days, but your good days is going to be like bad days compared to what God's going to do where you're concerned. Because he's going to multiply your imagination. Boy, when God multiplies your imagination, when you only dreamed it could be this way and God multiplies it by a thousand, hallelujah. If you stay where you are right at this moment, you will be able to support a group like this. Oh, hallelujah. I know what I'm talking about because the Holy Spirit has already told me what I'll do there. And that's just one of what God wants to do with this entire church. Oh, don't kill the dreamer. Don't, don't, don't take away his, his future. Oh, hallelujah. My Lord, have mercy. God's been good to me. Numerous times I was told it'll never happen. You'll never walk. You'll never talk. You'll never preach. Oh, hallelujah. When I walk in here and able to go up and down them steps, I, I, I do that in defiance of the devil because that's all that God has done. He's just touched me in spite of everything else. And they said one to another, Behold, the dreamer cometh. Oh, these men here are all dreamers. Man, I, I, I can look at you and see. Uh, you're, you're, you're seeing not uh, several hundred, but several thousand. And, and you say, Well, where are we going to put them? And, and you expand this one, and you, you expand this way, and, and then you expand this way, and you, you say, Well, there's nowhere else to go. But God... But God, but God, when he steps in, oh, Lord, have mercy. 
The prophet that has a dream, let him tell a dream. And he that has word, let him speak words faithfully. What is the chef to the wheat, saith the Lord? And then they said, come now and let us slay him. And we'll cast him into a pit and say some wild beast hath devoured him. And what shall become of his dreams then? My Lord, I remember several years ago, I was preaching up in, uh, well, I forgot where it was at, way up on the East Coast. And this man said, Brother Bourne, uh, I had a dream about you last night. and I, I, I dreamed that you died young, so uh, you don't have very long to live. And I said, you think that was from God? That was about 55 years ago. <laughs> maybe, maybe I won't live to be old. Maybe I won't, but uh, just in the event I do. Maybe I keep seeing myself shouting, but it's somewhere else, but it's in this town. Oh, hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah. Uh, I, 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 I keep seeing hundreds receive the Holy Ghost, but it, it's not here, but it's somewhere in this town. Hallelujah. You know, you don't have to have more than, what was it, eight of them up here? I didn't count them, but seven or eight. Oh. Why couldn't it be 380? Wow. <laughs> may not be a pipe organ, but it might be. Because when I close my eyes, I, I, I see all these pipes sticking up in the air. Oh, now. Y'all go on home if you want to. Because God hadn't lost his power. Oh, hallelujah. Don't, don't, don't kill the dreamer. I say, don't kill the dreamer. He's, he's dreaming of big things. He's seeing far beyond what you normally see when you try to understand what God is doing. And I, I know what, what God can do because um, here I am. Oh, hallelujah. When you're down for the count and they, they lose count because all of a sudden uh, they're getting ready to buy flowers for the funeral. And uh, all of a sudden you say, well, where'd he go? Well, he's, he's up there in Indiana preaching right now. He'll, he'll be back later. And, hallelujah. You know, boy. Is anybody over here dreaming? These lights have gotten me kind of, I'll get out of here where I can see you. Well, I want to, every time I go down them steps, I say, 
goody, goody. Why couldn't God bless you? Why couldn't he bless you above measure? To where you would say, you know, I think I'm going to... About a pastor new. Um, what's that car? <laughs> Tesla. Tesla. Yeah, uh, uh, yeah. I'm buying a Tesla and his wife one too. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not talking about the little bitty one. I'm talking about the one where you get in and say, "Take me to McDonald's." Oh, Lord, have mercy. Why not dream? I mean, you satisfied to stop at the taco stand and... God hadn't forgotten. I said, God hadn't forgotten. He hadn't forgotten about you. I, 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 I wish someone believed what I'm saying here. I mean, if you're going to dream, dream a big dream. If you're going to have it, have it all. Don't stop yourself short. Oh, mercy, mercy, mercy. Who's the poorest person in this church? <laughs> Don't everybody raise your hand. <laughs> you're rich because you're here. And you're going to be richer because of what God's going to do for you. And God's going to turn your world upside down. And your children that you thought would never pray, they'll be dancing in the aisles. And what you thought was impossible, oh, mercy, mercy, mercy. You defy the cancer demons and you defy the heart transplant demons. And, oh, hallelujah. Or you might be like the man in New Orleans that uh, had a lung removed because it had cancer, and then he had cancer, and the other doctor says, I'm sorry, I can't remove the other one. And uh, he come to church and said, I need help. And God helped him. He went back to the doctor that next week and said, I need you to examine him. And he examined him and says, well, as far as I can see, you have two good lungs. And, and he said, no, 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 I only got one lung. You took the other one out. He x-rayed them again, and there was two lungs in there, and neither one of them was defiled. That's the kind of God that's going to swoop down here, and he's going to touch someone. And without even walking up here, just because of your faith, you'll walk in sick and walk out well. Hallelujah. Right, we can get one of these guys up here to lay hands on you. And, uh, you can tell, well, brother, whatever his name, laid hands on me and God healed me. It's God that does it. And it's not anything that I do or they do. Hallelujah. 
But 200 ministers. Oh, Lord. Brother Nichols, what, what, what could you do with 200 ministers? <laughs> oh, Lord. All I can say is, devil, you got a hard row ahead of you, son. I can see him crying to the Lord. Would you take them off my hands, God? I can't do anything with them. <laughs> they, just, they just believe you can do anything, and I'm trying to tell them that he can't do anything. But they are such dreamers. Or you could be like the man on the West Coast when I, I went there. And uh, first night I walked in, pastor said, Brother Bourne just got here and I, I was an hour late getting there. Uh, my plane was delayed in Dallas. And, and so when I walked in, the pastor said, we've already sung every song we knew twice. <laughs> and... Uh, Brother Bourne just walked in, so come on to the pulpit. And I walked in the side door and straight to the pulpit, and I said, God, you're going to have to help me. God, you're going to have to help me right now. I, I, I am at lost at what to do. And the Lord said, see that man on the back seat? And I, I looked back, and I seen him, and I said, yes. He said, tell him this. Tell him that uh, that car that the bank repossessed today and that home that they took over and you got to move out of, that I'm going to give it back to you in the morning. Oh, Lord. Pastor jumped up and says, I hadn't said a word to him. And I looked at him. I said, you don't have to. God just told me that he's going to give that man his car and his truck and his house back tomorrow. And they're going to write it off debt free. Instead of having all these big notes on a big house and big notes on a car and big notes on a truck, he said, I'm going to give it back to him in the morning. And he was weeping, and he, he, he looked at me, and I said, all you got to do, you got to pay for what I'm fixing to tell you. I said, all you got to do is get out now and just dance a little bit. He said, preacher, I can't dance. If you'd been through... And the pastor jumped up and says, I spent four hours in the office with him today trying to comfort him. I said, God's taking care of this, pastor. I said, but he's got something he's got to do. And he's got to get out now and dance with all of his might. And if he don't, he'll be like the man in Biloxi sitting on the front seat. Didn't do it. And I said, sir, you gotta, you got to respond to God. Yeah. And he said, I can't. And I said, you can. But he didn't. The next day in uh, Air Force Court, that colonel looked at him and says, I got your freedom written out right here. 8.30 last night, I wrote this out. 
And I come to this court today to set you free. But when I look at you, I see rebellion in your eyes. And because of that rebellion, I'm sentencing you to 40 years at Leavenworth. And that man on the back, back there in California, he got out in the aisle and he started trying and he, boy, it was tough. I said, come on, man, you can do it. And finally, after about 15 minutes of coaching him and begging him, he got out in the aisle and he raised his hands and just started bending his knees a little bit. And he couldn't get his feet off the floor. He was stuck in all day. And then all of a sudden, he finally got the syrup off his foot and picked it up and moved it over a little bit and picked this and moved it over. And he started down the aisle. And by the time he got to the front, he was dancing with all of his might. Hallelujah. Dreams die hard. Oh, hallelujah. And the next morning, about 8 o'clock, the bank called him and says, Sir. If you can come down to our office, we've made a drastic mistake. They didn't make a mistake, but God made them look like they did. He said, if you can come down here as soon as possible, we want to give you your truck back. And we want to give you your car back. And we want to give you your house back. And they wrote it off and give him a, a signed, sealed, and delivered house, car, and truck. Oh, hallelujah. Man, what I see is, uh, you know, these fellows, they're good on the instruments, and we appreciate it, but sometimes God got to break the shackles where you all tied down to that seat. Might do it right now. Oh, hallelujah. Come on out of there. Come on out of there. Come on out of there. We all got to break loose from it. Don't kill the dreamer. Pastor sees it happening, but he's got to have you believing it with him. Oh, hallelujah. You know, Joseph spent 20 years in prison. How long have you been here? 20 years. <laughs> oh, Lord. <laughs> Sir? But they brought Joseph up out of the prison. The king had dreamed a dream and it was disturbing him. And he said, is there anybody in the kingdom that can just give me the answer to what I dreamed? And Hallelujah. They wasn't dreamers. But someone comes and says, there's a man in prison who interprets dreams. He said, well, Bring him out. Hallelujah. 
And when they brought him out, he says, seven years shall pass over you. And a great depression is coming. And he said, but before that, he's going to give you seven years of plenty. And you lay it up in the barns and build bigger barns. And you prepare seven good years for seven bad years. And God's going to bring it out. Oh, hallelujah. And then it was seven years. 27 years now has passed. And the boys come looking for food because in their land it was a wild, wild depression. And there was Joseph sitting on the throne to supply all the needs to his brethren. Don't, don't kill the dreamer. When this man tells you he's fixing to take you to another level, jump out of this level down here and climb up there and get up there with him. And when he goes up to another level, come out of there and get up there with him because he's a dreamer. dinner time or lunch time what is it up here <laughs> yeah well, why don't you get out of there out. yeah come on yeah it's gonna happen yeah it's gonna happen I wish someone would join her. Yeah, that's going to happen. It won't be long that I'll come in here and preach to 2,000. And then I'll come here and preach to 3,000. I'll come here and preach to 4,000. You say, Brother Born, don't kill the dreamer. I say, don't kill the dreamer. <coughs> Dance again, lady. Hey, sir. Dance before the Lord with all your might. needs to be up here doing some of that. I don't know if you could dance like that, but I'd give her a fight and try.
God's fixing it. God's fixing to take us off the back row and put us on the front row in this town. Instead of them smirking when they see us, they'll say, there's one of them. I'm glad you're in my store because you bring the blessings of God with you when you walk in here. You know, it's one thing to walk into a store, but when you walk in and everybody around you says, do you feel that? And they look around and they say, oh, it's one of them. <laughs> it's one of them. They do us good when they walk into our store. And then the word gets out. I've never seen a group that was so blessed. I know we're in the end time. So what we've got to do, we've got to do it quick. And so when you come in here, I don't even know if you are to sit down. You are to just walk in here. Don't kill the dreamer. Don't kill the dreamer. Don't kill the dreamer.